This show is brought to you in part by the Rise Up, Stonewall, and the LGBTQ plus rights movement exhibit opening October 17th at the Illinois Holocaust Museum in Skokie. Find out more at ilholocaustmuseum.org. Well, hey, welcome to Chicago Queer and Now. I'm Adam Rhodes, and I'm here with my lovely co-host, Taryn. How you doing, Taryn? I'm good. What's up, Adam? I'm good. I got a lovely package in the mail today that I'm very excited to tell you about later. Um, but I'm good. I'm just hanging, cuddling hibachi. Uh, hey, what's perpetually... in the package? You can't just drop that. And then no, I have to. T- no, it's my <laughs> queer pick this week. I have to tell you later. Oh, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. It's my queer pick this week. That's a really um, good tease to the end of the episode. You all got to listen through. Listen, we're professionals now, Taryn. Yeah, yeah. Stay tuned <laughs> to find out about Adam's package. Stay tuned. Ooh, I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my God, that's absolutely staying in. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm just perpetually hanging out with a body. <laughs> that was really fantastic. That was really funny. Um, uh, well, enough about my package, Taryn. How are you? <laughs> Oh, I'm very good. I'm very good. Uh, I'm ready to talk about... You just want to move on. <laughs> That's fair. That's very fair. Um... I came today with uh, a couple good pieces of feedback from our show. Um, oh, no. No, it's all good things. Uh, I have two of my... I hear all feedback. Two of my very lovely and supportive friends um, messaged me something that I wanted to share with you about CQN. Um So the first one is just a lovely note from my friend, Sydney. She texted me, OMG, I know Adam has so many people who can teach them makeup, but based on their eye shape, I feel like a jewel colored eyeliner on the bottom would look so amazing and could be a good first step for them exploring makeup outside the house. And then she was like- I love that. Yeah, she was like, not me pretending that we're friends just because of the podcast. Also not me stalking them on social media as much as I can. Yes, oh my God, I love that. I am absolutely gonna go buy a jewel tone eyeliner now. Thank you so much. Oh, that was so sweet. Yeah, she just is a big fan of yours. Uh, That was like in response to our uh, conversation about like gender comfort in the pandemic and stuff. Yeah, Um, for real. Oh, that so, was so sweet. Oh my God. That's like the yeah. nicest thing ever. He's a big I'm fan. You're a famous queer now. Oh, wow. I did just get verified on Twitter today. No way. Yeah. Ooh, I, um, I, it feels ridiculous that like just this random company now decides like the validity of my like humanity online. I don't know. It's strange. It's weird. But I guess congrats are in order. Um, you got the I have blue to check. shout out. I did, I did. I'm now part of Blue Check Twitter. You made um, it. Yeah. I have to give a shout out to our uh, director of digital, John Dunleavy, um, because the only thing that got me verified on Twitter was not like all of my writing, was not anything, was the author page on the Chicago Reader website saying my name and also linking to my Twitter. And genuinely, it took six minutes. Wow. From when I sent the the request to when I got the blue check, it was six minutes. I just spent, it was like- Right. Yeah, because you were denied like, before, right? I'd been denied like four times. Ugh. And the only thing I did different was just like, oh, here's a website on the reader web, like, or here's like a link on the reader website that says like my name and Twitter handle. Yeah. It's dumb. Well, anyway. you made it. Oh, thanks. <laughs> I mean, back to more compliments, please. Yeah. Um. Well, the other one was actually from my friend Eliza in response to your Popper's essay update, which Ooh. we're also really looking forward to, obviously. Um, in the works still. TBD. Yeah. 
but my friend called me and was like, I'm listening to this poppers essay. And I'm just reminded of one of my friends who's like a straight girl who apparently used poppers as a going out drug. Like that's her and her friends. Like if they would go out, they would use poppers. And she what? was like, yeah. So she was curious that's if you cool. talk to anyone like especially straight people who just use it like as a party drug and like not for sex and I was like that's so interesting um I personally haven't really been able to talk, like find any like people willing to talk to me about that like straight people who just like use it as like a go because it's very much a thing of people like doing it on like the dance floor or whatever which yeah um I mean like I use it and um I can't imagine like Weird, that weird like association then just being like but I'm on the dance like it would confuse me to hell I mean listen I have too much social anxiety to like do anything like outside anyway yeah um I'm just like I'm not gonna get like lightheaded on the dance floor I'll probably have a panic attack yeah well and apparently this friend told my friend Eliza that when new people would use it just like when they're out and like not really knowing exactly what it did um there were incidences where people would just like you know, shit at parties uncontrollably because they didn't know that poppers does that to your butt. So, oh no. Oh, that's just the worst thing I've ever heard ever. I know. I just, oh no. Oh, those yeah. poor people. I don't, oh so that, wow. I actually don't know who I feel worse for in that scenario like the party, <laughs> the like hosts, or like the person who pooped. Yeah. So that's just like a, an interesting other side to your poppers essay. Talk about party poopers. <laughs> that was so bad. We're keeping that in. <laughs> We're absolutely. <laughs> okay. Um. Oh my gosh, those compliments and I. No, the compliment and the story are lovely. Thank you both so so much for sending that in. If anyone else wants to send in compliments, no criticism whatsoever. I do not accept <laughs> criticism on this podcast. Yeah. Um, any compliments, any additional stories about poppers, the leather museum, mm -hmm. uh, anything you want to send in, just send it to cqn at chicagoreader.com or just like DM us on Twitter or something. Mm. And we should all uh, just be showering Adam with appreciation. Um, ooh, what is something you want the what is something you want you would want the readers to send you? The mm. readers, the listeners. The listeners. Um, I'm so getting used to like I don't know. I mean, one thing that comes to mind would be like good queer music recommendations. Um, my girlfriend and I just got a record player recently. So we're on the hunt for like the best vinyls. Um, and that just happens to be a great segue to us talking about music today. Oh my gosh. It's almost like you do this professionally, Taryn. Uh, stop. <laughs> Fabulous. Um, yeah, so today we're going to be discussing queer music, music that has like empowered us as queer people, and uh, I guess more timely, Lil Nas X's latest album, Montero, which, uh, spoiler alert, I fucking love. It's phenomenal. It's perfect. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just love it so much. Uh, so I wanted to ask, just to start, like, what's your history with music, Adam? Like, did you ever play instruments or sing or anything? What, what genres Ooh. are you into? Yeah, my I think my history like as a musician isn't is very very minimal. I um played clarinet and like band in middle school for like two years, um and that was pretty much only because my brother was in band before me and he was good and that was like the like extra it checked off like the extracurricular or like arts mm -hmm. box like because when I went to school you had to have take like a certain amount of like you had to take a history and math like you had like certain requirements you had to fill so like I had to take a certain amount of like 
performing arts classes and stuff, which is good. I mean, like, I'm glad, but I also did not like band. Um, yeah. My teacher was like really mean. Um, but in terms of listening to music, the first music that was like really important to me, like on my own, that like I had my like little gay dance parties in my room when I was little, uh, was 100% Britney Spears. Oops, I did it again. Oh um, my the entire the entire album, not just like the song, the entire album. Um, That's I, just the most adorable like gay cliche. Oh my god, completely! And I was just like living my best like life. Um, yeah, I was just like completely kicking on my own. Listen to Britney Spears. Um, I actually had a neighbor, also hilariously named Britney, um, who showed me uh, Britney Spears because she was much more of a Christina Aguilera girl. So it was so funny. We had like this little um, mini rivalry that I like fully did not understand. She's like Britney. Christina Aguilar don't get along and I was like okay I like, <laughs> like whatever it, I like her music right I was just like listen it was like my very first intro to like pop music I did not understand pop divas pop feuds nothing um so it's very confusing to me now I would like easily be able to comprehend I was like well of course she doesn't <laughs> like her yeah um, but uh yeah it was just ooh, my favorite song in the album was Lucky as well um mm. but yeah there was like I think that was my first foray into like the pop diva life that I live today. That's good, um, yeah. Uh, what's yours? How did you start out uh, with your music tastes? Yeah, so I was I was really into music like all through like middle and high school. I was uh, pretty much always the only girl trumpet player and drummer. So there's definitely something queer happening there. Hell yeah, I love um, that. <laughs> yeah, I, I always played in, in band and stuff, in jazz band. Um, I was in chorus for like a year and I like did musicals and stuff. Um, oh, wow. Look at you. Yeah. That's fabulous. I, I feel like like music was a really huge part of my life for a long time. But, you know, since going to college and like becoming an adult, it has kind of like really just gone to the back burner, which kind of makes me sad sometimes. Um, so I would love ways to to get back into it someday. Um, but obviously now I still listen to music a lot and obviously pre-pandemic would go to concerts and things. Um, some of the first like queer artists that me and Monica got into kind of together after we started dating um, Haley Kyoko. I remember just like mm-hmm. sitting down to like watch so many of her music videos, which are great. Um, for people who don't know, uh, most queer people call her lesbian Jesus. So, I mean, um, and praise her, we shall. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we've seen King Princess in concert. We oh, have seen Janelle Monet in concert, which is amazing. Oh, that's everything. Yeah. It was, oh, it was wow. so good. Um, yeah, the internet, Kehlani, all all people like that have been have been really Dang. good. Fabulous! Wow. I also went through like you know that like pop punk phase. Uh, mm. I was like emo adjacent in terms of like my parents did not let me to like dye my hair and like dress like any of that. But yeah, I was just like very like my parents were just like not into that. My parents like yeah. in terms of like presentation are very conservative. Um, so I'm you know the wild child in many capacities. Yeah. Um, but. I listened to My Chemical Romance, like Green Day, Fall Out Boy, all that stuff. Um, very angsty. Yes, very angsty. We were an angsty <laughs> teen. 
I really was an angsty teen. It's so stupid. Like looking back, I was like, girl, what are you doing? Um, Everybody has has a little of that. It's okay. I don't actually have like a first memory with a queer musician and that like I sought them out because they were queer. I think I just like kind of like listened to pop music so much that like eventually one of the people I would have liked is like going to be queer. Like that's when like, I think like Troy Sivan is probably the first um, person who was like, an openly queer pop star but like that's not why I liked him I like just liked his music so like his queerness was like a bonus as opposed to just like the reason I gravitated toward him yeah yeah Um, that makes sense yeah I definitely I like known him from like his YouTube days and so when Mm -hmm. I saw he was putting out an album I was like oh cool so I think now more than ever we have so much queer representation in pop culture especially in music you know there's uh Troy Sivan Lil Nas X, Haley Kiyoko, as you just mentioned. But I think, honestly, Lil Nas X has to be my favorite right now. Because I think he is, like, pushing so many goddamn boundaries. His music is, frankly, perfect. I love every song he has put out. Um, Yeah, and he's just, I think, starting so many conversations. And really just, like, handling it way better than I think anyone else would. Like, he's raised on the internet, so he has, like, the wit take down a troll or like turn something into a joke that's in his favor no honestly I I feel I feel so like lucky to be like online and paying attention in this kind of his like like breakout album that is so successful um absolutely and yeah just yeah like you said he really does have an answer for everything like especially after the um the call me by your name music video dropped like where he's like literally giving satan a lap dance yes oh he he just had a response to like every criticism and like Mm -hmm. crazy religious person and like like anyone who was coming after him he was like quote tweeting and just like tearing him apart yeah it was so impressive yeah and now yeah he's he's just dropped montero and like you said every single song is so so good. good yeah um the yeah. industry baby video was also just fucking fantastic iconic um again yeah, i think you know he's certainly not like the first queer musician or queer pop star but i think he's really the first person who's like that openly queer and like openly sexual as a queer person mm-hmm. um with the kind of platform he has and that's why i think he's so novel right now i mean along with the fabulous stuff that he does i think he uh, embraces so the different parts of his identities beautifully as well uh, yeah both especially being just a black as a- and a gay man I mean he doesn't like minimize any of that and he knows it's an asset and he knows it's what makes him special and it is what makes him special it's why people love him it's why he's so powerful but yeah his album is fucking fantastic mm-hmm. uh, what is your favorite song from the album Tara? I feel like I have a new one every day but at the Absolutely. moment at this moment, it is Tales of Dominica, I think. That is absolutely my favorite one, Taryn. Really? Ugh. Yeah, and it just became my favorite one. My favorite beforehand was a tie between Industry Baby and Dollar Sign Slime. Close second is Scoop, because that's a really, really good one, too. It's I love Nostalgia. Yeah. But yeah, I was just like playing video games and really just relaxing with some headphones in and just let the album roll through. Um, and it was just like, I just really connected with it, with that one at that time. I and, saw- yeah, for real, could we talk about his like guests, guest artists on there? Like- oh my God. 
like Elton when I John, saw when I Miley saw that it was Doja Cat, Miley Cyrus, like Megan Thee Stallion, I was like, this is gonna be Perfect. so good. Was and like, it was. No, it, it is. was. I was so excited when I saw it. again, just like the features, just the track list. Yeah. Um, I am desperate for the uh Jolene duet he's going to do with Dolly Parton. Oh yeah. That has yeah. to have there's no way she's not gonna do that with him. I it's know. Dolly Parton. Um, and if his gay ass does not do that, then he is he's excommunicated from the community. <laughs> um, I also read earlier peop- some journalism acknowledging like how vulnerable he is in this album because mm-hmm. it's a really, really vulnerable album. There's, I mean, there's an entire song about like how he like wants somebody to like love him. Like you can tell he's like really putting his heart and soul into the album in a way that I don't think a lot of queer people our age had when we were young so I'm also just like super fucking excited for like young queer people now like the young black gay kid who's gonna hear that from Lil Nas X and understand that you can be the top pop star in the fucking country right now mm-hmm. and be a black gay person yeah when you really start to listen to the lyrics of of songs like dead right now and stuff it's there's some heavy stuff in there um mm-hmm. and so much of his music is just about like like everyone told me it's a one in a million chance and him just being like I'm gonna be that one like I know for sure mm-hmm. um and there is also just like so as we continue to talk about like queer joy like there's so much queer joy and black joy in the album that it's like mm-hmm. it's such a pleasure to listen to yeah it feels like a love letter to himself which I love yeah. um, I mean it's called Montero so I mean yeah listen yeah. so as much as we've said this album is beautiful I just have to say Lil Nas X is fucking beautiful. I Ugh. he is so gorgeous, and especially in the industry baby video where um he's walking down the hallway and he has all of his tattoos showing. Oh, I cannot tell you, gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous. Um, and so, but you know, I love tattoos, Sharon. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna actually bring that up to you because I know we've had some conversations about cool tattoos in the past, and yeah, mm-hmm. he just looks amazing in that video. Yes, and I know, Taryn, that you just got a new tattoo. I did. And I know that you, Adam, have some plans for a really cool one. So we're going to talk about that segment after the break. So stay tuned. You're going to want to hear about it. Chicago Reader Podcasts are recorded on Shure microphones. Born in Chicago, Shure has been bringing stories to life on stage and in the studio for nearly 100 years. Whether you're listening along or starting a project of your own, Shure makes extraordinary audio products you can rely on. Anywhere, anytime. Learn more at sure.com. All right, welcome back. Uh, Adam, I could talk with you about music for ages, especially Lil Nas X, but we are going to switch gears to tattoos because, you know, I'm super excited about my new one. Yes, it is so fucking cool, I have to say. Yeah, I'm I'm super jazzed about it, and it's kind of going to lead into our conversation about tattoos and queer tattooing today. Um... But yeah, I got I got this new piece on the top of my thigh um, by an artist at Ash and Ivory Tattoo in Chicago. Uh, the Instagram handle is at Lucy Arbite, so you can look them up. Um, yeah, it's kind of like a like chain link fence and barbed wire design. It's um, so cool, Taryn. I'm so happy with it. It was wild because he like literally just like hand drew it in Sharpie like it was nothing. And what? Yeah, yeah. I was oh, just like, so cool. this is roughly how big I want it to be. And he just like went for it and was like, do you like this? And I was like, yeah, let's do it. Um, so 
Yeah. That's so fucking cool. Oh, I love tattoos. You know how much I love tattoos, Sharon. Yes. Yeah. You have a lot more than I do. Yeah. I think I have 11, 11 or so. Yeah. Um, I started getting tattoos pretty much like as soon as I graduated college and like had a job in New York. I was like, okay, let's do it. I've always loved tattoos. Yeah. My tattoo journey is just like, Oh, especially over the pandemic, there was like a month or two period where I got like, no joke, like four tattoos. I was just oh like, we're God. doing it. It was <laughs> wild. I loved it. I mean, because I love tattoos. But, yeah. Um, what, what was your first tattoo? My first tattoo is actually a really big thigh piece that I have. A friend of mine designed it with some like Northern European runes. I can't really tell like there are any runes in there. It just looks like a bunch of like intersecting lines. <laughs> um, but it's really, really cool. I love it. It's like my first tattoo. It's like pretty much a big black block with like the lines being like a white space in the middle but that was my first tattoo yeah it was really first tattoo yeah and it also took six hours oh my god so I sat there for six hours while this person just like shaded my thigh black no both of that both of the tattoos I've gotten have just been like line work so I've never really Mm -hmm. had to do the like just sit and like fill stuff in um it sounds it was pretty pretty brutal brutal, i have to say uh by hour six i was just like okay i'm done (laughs) yeah i actually like i had a party to go to afterward and i had to be like hi i am just sure dead sorry yeah i'd be i'd be like i'm not doing anything for like no no, i literally went home and slept what's your most recent tattoo then i think my most recent tattoo is actually my finger tattoo it's a pink triangle on my left middle finger it's actually it's probably one of my favorite tattoos just because it's um like this like very present, very visible, yeah. like, queer-themed tattoo. My parents actually did not freak out when I told them I was getting a finger tattoo. Um, I'm like the only one in my family besides, my mom has a couple of tattoos, but I, by and large, have like the most piercings, the most tattoos. I like dye my hair blue mm-hmm. like once a month. So I think my parents have like very much just been like, okay, so Adam's just going to be covered in tattoos now. Yeah. And I I feel like for more sort of like traditional people, especially of our parents' generation, it's like they're worried about us like not getting jobs and stuff. And it's Mm -hmm. like, especially now, like you're a professional queer working at the reader, like Mm -hmm. you're good. You can dye your hair and look like look however you want. And yeah, absolutely. Just do you. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So how many tattoos do you have, Taryn? I want to hear all about your tattoos. I only have two. So this mm-hmm. this second one was a lot larger than my first one. My first one is just on the back of my left arm. Mm-hmm. Um, it's this drawing that I made of a lunar module spaceship, like the kind that lands on the moon. What? That's so cool. This one. Um, what? Yeah. That's I got, awesome. I got it done in Denver around my 21st birthday um, by oh, a yeah. queer tattoo artist out there. So... Yeah, that's a a good kind of like special one. It was a good kind of like ease into getting tattoos. And now this one I could just pretty much get for like aesthetic reasons. And I feel really good about it. It's awesome. Yeah. Uh, Do you have any other tattoos like planned or anything? Um, Nothing like super specific. There's actually there's one. There's an artist in Toronto. So it's like not that achievable um, in the near future. I was going to say, you can visit there. That's a place. you can. I, I, I know I can. <laughs> but especially with the pandemic, it is like, it feels like a lot okay. to like go to Canada, like just for a tattoo, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but I really want a reasons. tattoo. I, I really want a tattoo from uh, this artist. Their handle on Instagram is like Scratch Pepper. Um, and they do very cool kind of like distorted text and stuff. Um, another queer tattoo artist. So I, I want a shoulder piece from them someday, but um that's the only very specific one 
but otherwise I'll just see what comes up. Very cool. Yeah. Um, I love all that. I mean, I 100% support you going to Toronto specifically to get tattooed. Um, <laughs> it might happen, go, you know. I will go on this trip with you for moral <laughs> support. Monica will be there, I'm sure. It'll Deal. be fun. It'll be a party. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I frankly have like dozens of tattoos planned. I'm sure, I have, yeah. I have a list on my computer. Um, I'm kind of deciding on what my next one is going to be. There's literally so many ideas. I want to get a death's head hawk moth, which is the moth that's in like the silence of the lambs. I want to get that as like a chest piece. Ooh, that's because scary. the moth has like the moth has like a skull on the back. Yeah. Um, and I have a preserved one in my room in a frame, and uh, I just think it's like so fucking cool. And I'm yeah like, a big fan of like creepy kooky things. And uh, another one, I have to get a hibachi tattoo, obviously. Um, Randy found like this adorable line drawing. I'm actually going to show it to you right now. Mm-hmm. This line drawing of a dog with a shark fin. And I was like, how is this? No way. Like, you, exactly. It's This exactly- is a reference to hibachi's like shark hoodie. Like mm-hmm. my dog. That's her total package. Yeah. Yes. My very adorable dog hibachi has a shark hoodie and it feels just like quintessential hibachi because like Mm -hmm. you know she she's just a kook and it just feels very hilarious that like my dog has a shark hoodie so this is the um this is the tattoo that i want to oh that's really cute yeah is that not super cute Um, yeah but it's a good one yeah i also want to get a tattoo um it's an onion volcano you know like when you go to like a hibachi restaurant and they stack the onions and put the yeah. lighters and like make the thing i'm getting that as a tattoo to a nod to hibachi because when she wiles out i call her a little onion volcano sometimes oh my god um like when she's howling i'm just like we're being a little onion volcano right now we need to stop <laughs> um because i'm an idiot wow are you obsessed with your dog oh not at all not i mean <laughs> i don't literally get emotional thinking about her all the time <laughs> I went to somebody's house yesterday and literally I was there for five minutes and was like, I miss a Oh my God. It's like unhealthy. Yeah. Um, but some other tattoos that I have planned, uh, I want to get the non-binary symbol on my other ring finger or on my other middle finger. So it feels a little matchy matchy. The, another tattoo I want to get is him from the Powerpuff Girls. Mm. Uh, do you know what that is? I, let me look it up. Cause I forget so Powerpuff Girls, we all know it's like the 90s cartoon of like the three. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Blossom, Bubbles, Buttercup, all of them. Um, but him is literally like Satan. And I just love that they made the devil like as gay as possible. Oh, yeah. It's one of it's, those like explicitly queer coded like mm-hmm. cartoon villains. Yeah, like there's like the little rosy cheeks and the... um. I don't know. I guess it's a dress or like a dress coat moment. But yeah, and like it's... eyelashes. Yeah. Oh, it's like, I mean, I almost identify with him, frankly. <laughs> That'll um... be a cool one. Um, speaking of just like queer tattoos and like stuff popping up on Instagram, um, I did write a story for the reader. Um, when was this? In June of 2020 uh, called hashtag QTTRs make their mark. Um, where I got to interview a couple of queer tattoo artists in Chicago. Um, yeah, so that was that was a really cool experience. I think I learned a lot um, just about like the tattoo culture here and stuff. Because mm-hmm. um, obviously there were quite a few shops that I reached out to being like, like I would love to talk to someone who's queer, specifically like a queer person of color. And there were quite a few places that were just like, sorry, we don't have anyone like that here. Um, but I did end up 
finding some interesting people to talk to um and there's just a really good sense of like them creating their own community um obviously the tattoo industry is like pretty typically just like white and heteronormative and patriarchal and and stuff Mm -hmm. um but with queer tattooers I feel like often the like styles are a little less traditional I found that many of them were much more like trauma informed um and just like fighting like sexual assault in the industry and and all of that stuff and just really paving paving the way um for just like a more inclusive tattoo community. I'm very blessed that my tattoo artist is very, very queer friendly. I cannot tell you how many queer people I know that actually got tattoos by him. I'll like pass by somebody and they'd be like, oh, is that from Rich? Um, it's very strange. Like some of my friends all have tattoos by him. He just recently tattooed Lucy Stool, who is probably my favorite drag entertainer here in the city. Um, Admittedly, tattooing can be a little fraught as a queer person. I mean, I think every marginalized person, when you're going to a tattoo artist and being like, this symbol is important to me as a part of my culture, there's always that fear of like, oh, is this person A, not going to get it? Are they going to kind of like mishandle it? Am I not going to like the artwork? Or are they just going to be like shitty person to me? Mm -hmm. Um, I did want to share one quote from the article that I wrote from a tattoo artist uh, named B. Their handle is Soft Barrio on Instagram. Oh, I follow um, them. Yeah, great work. Um, but at the time, they told me, "quote My style is illustrative and soft, and my goal is to cause the least amount of trauma to the skin." Black and brown folks often experience racism in tattooing, whether it's intentional or not since many tattooers are not well-trained when it comes to tattooing darker skin tones. Many artists believe they must tattoo deeper or harder to make the ink stick better on dark skin, which just scars people. Or artists will deny potential clients color tattoos based on the color of their skin, which is just ignorant. Um, Jesus. Yeah, so I, I thought that was really interesting and informative and a good like perspective from a person of color and a queer person of color who can speak to what it's kind of what it's like working in the industry um, with people who are not so welcoming and just like affirming to clients. Yeah, totally. And honestly, like I know I always get like really excited to have a tattoo and I'm like, I feel I always want to like talk to the person and like get to know them and like have that like, I don't know, like a communal experience, if that makes sense. It was like, you Mm -hmm. know, I'm going to be sitting here for like two hours while you like punch a needle into my arm. We might as well fucking have fun while we're doing this. (laughs) We should just get to know each other. Yeah. Yeah. um, And I think, but it's lovely. Whenever I go back to Rich, he gives me a big old hug. He asks how the reader is. I ask about his kid. It's, I don't know. I just, I love that. Like you're almost kind of creating community. That sounds like a good experience to have one artist that you like really trust and really go mm -hmm. back to for for almost anything you're looking for. So I'm glad you have that. Yeah, absolutely. He actually has, he's done four of my tattoos. Okay. Um, so I just started going to him recently, but um, like in 2019, so like not too far ago. Uh, but yeah, by and large has been like the best tattooing experience I ever had. He, I like have actually never had to like give him a stencil or a design or anything for, I have an Ida B. Wells tattoo on my arm. And I just said, I want a photo of Ida B. Wells with a quote of hers, turn the light of, uh, turn the light of truth upon them. Uh, of you which, reading it off of your arm. I like the, no, it's upside down. So I had yeah. to, 
um, rude. I <laughs> no turn the light of truth upon them. It's uh, half of a famous quote of hers, which is uh, the way to right wrongs is to turn the light of truth upon them. Mm. Um, and that's pretty much my ethos as a journalist. But I literally just said, I gave him the quote and I gave him a photo of Ida. And I was like, this is like a mixture of what I wanted. And he somehow like reached deep into my brain and pulled out exactly what I wanted. Oh, that's awesome. Um, yeah, and the same with uh, he did matching bagel tattoos on Randy and I, my partner. Um, oh, and yeah. again, we didn't have to give him any sort of uh, direction or commentary. It's like, I just want a bagel with like a little bit of cream cheese on it. And he's like, yeah, okay. It felt like the weirdest thing to be asking. I was like, I would like a bagel with cream cheese tattoo. It's like, <laughs> am I ordering lunch or am I getting right. a tattoo? It was very confusing. Yeah. Um, but again, just like fabulous is um works very very hard to be inclusive like mm -hmm. of all the conversations we have he talks a lot about like no I'm like I try to make it a point to like when I promote tattoos on my Instagram to like include the tattoos I do on people of color so that people so clients of color understand that they can be comfortable in my shop and stuff like that um yeah he's just like super fucking rad yeah that's really cool I I just think good tattoo artists are like so so talented it blows my mind yeah absolutely he's yeah and he's like also very very talented too so it's like scary how good he is like both yeah. of my tat the both of the ta all of the tattoos i've gotten from him have taken like no time and they're all completely perfect mm -hmm. um so i guess changing yeah. gears a little bit uh what do you think uh why do you think like so many queer people are like so um i just like why do you think tattooing and like that kind of aesthetic lends itself so much to like queer people because like honestly I don't know a single queer person without like a tattoo or a body mod of some kind yeah I, I mean I'm sure it goes back to just like tattoos really being seen as like a radical thing and like an act of resistance mm -hmm. um which is you know inherently queer to kind of like like your body is an act of resistance moving through the world and like tattooing yeah. your body is just like um you know permanently marking it so I think, yeah, there's something of a tradition there to just like be outside the mainstream, even though I've actually heard jokes in the last couple of years that if you don't have tattoos, you're now outside the mainstream. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's so true, though. Yeah. <laughs> um, just like you don't have a tattoo. What? Yeah. But like, as we've talked about, just like physical appearance meaning so much for queer people in terms of self-expression, I think tattooing can be a big part of that, that you just like yeah, you get art that has personal meaning to you or just like makes you feel good and makes you feel hot or makes you feel cool, you know, and just like it really affects the, the way above. you move through the world. Yeah, totally. Exactly. I think um, after I get a tattoo that like I know is good, like a good tattoo. And if it's queer, I have to say there is like an absolute burst of euphoria. Yeah, and, like, I'm just like walking around being like, oh, look, my cool tattoo. Like, that's yeah. what I feel like. And especially when it's queer. And I think when other queer people like recognize my tattoo, like every time a queer person goes like, oh, my God, I love that pink triangle. I'm just like, oh, thank you. There's like short connections with other queer people where you're just like, oh, hey, you're gorgeous. I'm gorgeous. We're cool. Yay. Like, mm -hmm. that's what it feels like for me when yeah. you have these like fleeting interactions with people. Um so do you have any uh, dream tattoos? Like if, if money was no object and like, let's say in the future when you just get like, it's like a temporary tattoo or like no pain, you don't have to sit there for like a million hours. It's like, just like magically on you. What, um, what, what tattoo would you get? Oh, that's such a hard one. 
it was big to cross this thigh tattoo that I just got off of my list. Like that was an artist I'd been eyeing for a long time. Again, that artist in Toronto, I would, I would snap right up. Um, but I, I have to do more thinking about any like, like larger pieces that I would want. I, do you have, I, I mean, would you just cover your entire body head to toe? Yes, that is exactly <laughs> what would happen. I, um, I would, yeah, I feel like I would just like get super, super covered. I, um, I want to get a belly tattoo actually. Ooh. Um, you know, you know, the ones that like go above, like in a curve. I know my parents are going to hate that one. Um, <laughs> or it might be like under my belly button. I want to get the word brujeria, which is uh, witchcraft in Spanish. Oh, that's um, cool. And I'm not like super witchy or anything, but again, falls in line with like, like, I like, I mean, my altar above my TV is like a bunch of skulls and like spooky candles and like stuff like yeah. that. So it's very in my like ooky spooky vibe. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to get, I'm definitely getting skull tattoos of some kind uh, I want to get the rest of my fingers tattooed I'm like truly going all out with this uh, I just would love to fast forward to like Adam in 10 years and see <gasps> oh my god just like all the tattoos that you've acquired but as you well know Taryn I do have a tattoo appointment coming up yeah you should tell the story of of how that came to be <laughs> oh my god this is fabulous and so I guess the moral of this story is that Taryn is literally the coolest person I know. Um, (laughs) But Taryn sent me a a DM on Instagram essentially saying, you need to go find this artist or you need to go message this artist. Mm -hmm. And it was this local tattoo artist who had posted on his Instagram that he just wanted to do like a Tom of Finland tattoo. It was very much like, does anybody want to do a Tom of Finland tattoo? But I just like messaged him and essentially said like, oh, I love Tom of Finland. I've been dying for a Tom of Finland tattoo. If you don't know Tom of Finland, he was like the first very famous homoerotic artist. And he went by Tom of Finland because it was at a time when he could be jailed for being gay. Um, And the aesthetics that he drew are like super, super muscly. I mean, they're homoerotic. So there's like a lot of penises and butts and all that stuff but everything is like very big (laughs) honestly like and so it influenced a lot of how uh gay men like presented a lot Uh of people like wanted to emulate like the tom of finland aesthetic like the leather jacket the like tight pants the white t-shirt so um it's so formative in like the queer or in the gay male aesthetic wait on on the subject of that one um just the other day me and monica were in a group of like mostly straight friends and we were talking about tattoos, obviously, because mine was pretty fresh. Uh, and we were describing how there are like tattoo artists that we see occasionally on Instagram that just make really homoerotic or just basically some that are like gay porn or like women eating each other out or like, you know, just very graphic stuff. Mm-hmm. And I feel like their heads were like exploding and they were like, oh, my God, like so funny. you can get that. Like who would get that on their body in like a very like public place and stuff and I'm like, yeah, no, it's like, it's a whole thing. And, and some of them are just like, they're like wild, but pretty awesome. So yeah, for sure. Yeah. I just love like an explicitly super queer tattoo. Yeah. Um, And genuinely, I think the conversation after that was like, it was like five minutes of like, Hey, is this the, or not like five minutes or, but it was like so quick right after that, that we essentially like agreed on a design, agreed on a time it was like really quick, really painless. And it truly felt like the universe coming together 
and then like Taryn somehow like showing it to me. It really did feel like this like magical moment that Taryn gave me. So um, my next tattoo is brought to you by Taryn. <laughs> no, it's actually Taryn has it's to brought pay for to it. you. I'm not paying for it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's brought to you by uh, Doe Parker on Instagram, who I've been yeah. following him as a tattoo artist for quite a while. Um, and Adam and I had just been talking about uh, like new tattoos and specifically just like explicitly queer tattoos um yes yes. and so I sent this to Adam and they were just like uh what omg Taryn my hero what in this universe uh I'm buying you flowers you're my literal hero are you a wizard (laughs) like those are those are exact dms from Adam yep Um, stream of consciousness losing my damn mind So that is it that we have for our show today. But you know, we always end our show every week by picking a queer thing that we liked. Uh, Why don't you go first, Taryn? Yeah, my thing for this episode is the newest season of Great British Bake Off. Oh, fabulous. Do Do you watch that? I have. I don't watch it like super, super regularly, but like I have watched it. Like I know I can talk about it. Yeah. Um. Yeah, me and my girlfriend love it. It's such a just like comforting show. We often rewatch it around the holidays. So you can just have oh like tea and dessert and watch Bake That's Off. So and it's so just like wholesome and British and, and it's great. And there's a new season dropping right now. So it is agonizing to wait a week between episodes. But we're, we're very happy that there's new content out. Um, so highly recommend everyone watch that. It's on Netflix. Ooh, fabulous. I... The Great British Bake Off that I have watched has been, like, truly the most, like, heartwarming and, like, cute and really just, like, endearing food competition show I've ever seen. I'm used to, like, oh yeah, watching, like, Chopped and, like, that anxiety-inducing nonsense where it's, like, you have 15 minutes and if you don't do this, everyone's going to know you're stupid and that you're bad at your job. It um, is the antithesis to like American cooking competition. Like everyone is so nice and humble and they just Mm -hmm. like drink their tea and they're like, everyone's more talented than me. And and that's it, it's such a good vibe. Even the music is just like light and airy and it's just like not the like Mission Impossible theme song that like these other competition shows. Yeah, there's not like flames coming underneath. It's like, oh, they put this picture of like a bee on a flower or like a exactly. Lamb in a it's exactly. It's also just like very British in that way. Yeah, that like everything is like dainty and peaceful. But yeah, I mean, great. we all need it in this world. I think exactly. Yeah. Uh, so what's your what's your queer pick this time? I am sure all of you are very excited to hear about my package. <laughs> um, <laughs> the moment I've been waiting for. So I mean, let's do truly. It. Um, <laughs> okay, so the package I got in the mail was just some cute makeup that I'm exp- excited to try. I'm feeling a little more brave, like, in the fact that I feel more comfortable wearing makeup and I'm more comfortable, like, trying it out and, like, seeing how it looks and stuff like that. So I got three sparkly um, liquid eyeshadows here, and I'm showing them to you. Ooh, like, those are nice. Yeah. yeah, I'm super excited. My friend Catherine Routenberg, who I used to work with um, at Law360 back in the day, Uh, showed me those one day and I've like always had them in mind to buy and I was just like today's the day friends what colors are they they are there's like a glitterless black one so just like a straight like kind of shimmery black one Mm -hmm. and then there's a like a black that's like really really glittery and then there's a gold that's really really glittery kind of like a nude moment if I want to just like have a simple eye and then I also have this like iridescent um it's called lip paint from Tarte and it like mm. 
definitely it just makes my lips look really really iridescent and cool and i really like those so nice. that's my queer pick this week uh, a nice big package <laughs> <laughs> all right so that's our episode this week thank you all so so much for listening as always follow us both on twitter where i just got verified um follow cq and on twitter as well at chicago queer now and if you have any other compliments recommendations or anything like that just email us at cqn at chicagoreader.com yeah thank you for the continued support all right bye friends bye chicago queer and now is a podcast from the chicago reader the city's independent bi-weekly alt newspaper that's been keeping things free and freaky since 1971 the show is hosted by adam rhodes and taryn allen produced by Brianna Wellen and edited by Adam Rhodes. It features original theme music by Richard Brazil, voice work by me, Kirk Williamson, and show logos by Taryn Allen. Reach out to us at cqn at chicagoreader.com. Follow us on Twitter at Chicago Queer Now and support this podcast and the rest of the Chicago Reader team by going to chicagoreader.com slash donate. <laughs>